I'm Lockie Nicholson, and you're listening to Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Lockie. Great to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. Chelsea is a home cooking expert and the founder of $10 Meals Australia, a budget cooking community that helps Aussies save money on their grocery spending. Each week, Chelsea shares recipes to her 150,000 Aussies who have joined her different Facebook groups. Chelsea, grocery shopping, it's, uh, it's a minefield of product choices these days. And I feel like there's all this price trickery going on when we when we go up and down the aisles <laughs> trying to get us to spend more money. <laughs> Absolutely. The whole thing of grocery shopping, at least for me, it feels it feels exhausting. I mean, even before we stepped in the store itself, we're just overwhelmed with marketing from, you know, TVs and the catalogs, emails, even these apps on our phones sending us deals all the time. And by the time we get to the grocery shopping, we're just exhausted. And I don't know about you, but it just makes me more susceptible to pick up those convenience products, you know, just go for easy and instead of actually buying what we need. So I'm loving what you're doing at $10 Meals Australia. You're giving people a plan to go into the grocery store and get laser focused. So I'm so excited to talk about this today for our listeners. Do you think in this, you know, quote unquote, cost of living crisis that Aussies really need to be spending more on their groceries or could we actually be spending a lot less? Look, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy, but I think it definitely can be done. I mean, I used to spend, say, $500 a week on groceries and this was years Mm. ago when prices were even lower. Um, I've made a lot of changes since then as my income has changed also And I brought my grocery budget down to $150 a week. And it's stayed pretty consistent for the past three years as prices have continued to rise. Mm, You know, I'm a single mom with three kids. So, you know, it's not not easy, uh, but it's doable. I think the key really is having a plan, shopping a little bit differently maybe to the way that you did previously and choosing the right products. I love that. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. Having a plan makes a difference. Yeah. What What are some of your go-to tips and strategies for keeping the grocery bill down? Well, as I said before, it starts with a plan. Plan, plan, plan. Do not go to the grocery store without a plan for what you're cooking that week or fortnight and a grocery list. Because as you were saying earlier, it's so easy to be susceptible to all of these promotions and sales and deals and yeah. What's the saying? It's like shop the sale, but it doesn't work with the grocery store. If you shop the sale, you, you walk out spending double. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, that's how I used to shop when I was spending a lot more. So I think there are definitely um, circumstances where shopping the sale can work. And I'm a um, mm. huge advocate for shopping half price when it comes to particularly your cleaning products and personal care products. But I think when it comes to food, it's definitely doable to keep your budget low whilst just um, shopping those regular prices and then looking for seasonal specials when it comes to your produce. So I've, I've looked at your Facebook group and some mm. of these recipes that you put together for yeah. some of them are only $10 to feed a family. They're incredible. Yeah. And what I love about it is most of the times the products are not on sale. They're just everyday regular basics. But again, you've got a plan. 
So it just counters that myth of going around and shopping whatever's on sale. It's still not necessarily the best item to create that recipe or to feed the family. That's it. That's exactly right. I mean, we love variety in my household. Um, mm. I'm not one of those people that can, you know, meal prep at the beginning of the week and eat the same thing every night for dinner <laughs> for seven nights. And my kids would never stand for that. So we sort of had to find a way to make it work where everybody's in still enjoying their food. We're getting that variety. We're getting also the nutrition. You know, you can't eat ramen every night either. It ha- You have to make <laughs> sure you've got that variety in the types of food that you're eating. Yeah. Um, especially when you're feeding hungry teenagers. Uh, so yeah, we don't, we don't do huge batch cooks. I'm more focused on making sure that there's no waste. So we're sharing Mm. a lot of ingredients between meals. You know, if Mm. I know I need to buy limes, I'll think, okay, well, I could make a Thai meal. I can make a Vietnamese meal. I can make a Mexican meal. And then I can use up that bag of limes and we're not going to have any waste. So just it's a lot of um, a lot of problem solving, a lot of um, creativity and planning that goes into it. Definitely, so good. Yeah. What are some other tips that you have for keeping the grocery bills down? I'd say set a budget is probably one of the first things you need to do. I mean, I mm. set a pretty hard budget for myself that we'd spend seventy dollars on dinners per week. So that's where I got the ten dollar meals name from because our dinners do average out at about ten dollars uh, a night. And that's for four people. So I'm feeding myself the three, the three teenagers. And so really four adult appetites that I'm having to satisfy (laughs) every night. That's incredible. Yeah. How do you start that process? Do you, so you sit down and think about, do you ask the kids, what are we going to, what are you keen for this week? And then you start looking at items online and budgeting out the recipe beforehand. Yeah. How do do you go about it? I think it's really important to have sort of a list of meals that you know your family loves. So for some people, that's the place that you should be starting if you don't already have that list. Um, if you're looking for that. inspiration, you can jump into my group and have a look at what I'm cooking online. But um, I think having that list of maybe, I'd say to start with 30 to 40 meals. And I know that sounds like a lot, but you can get pretty sick of things quickly. So if you've got a <laughs> list of meals, whether they're meals you've already cooked or meals you'd like to try, And then you can just rotate those, mix them up, look at, okay, what are the seasonal specials? What veggies are in season right now? What can I be putting together in this plan? Definitely coordinate with your family as well. And I know when my kids have input, they get more excited about what we're eating if it's Mm. something that they've chosen. Um, So yeah, just figuring out what works for you and your family. That's a good tip about the seasons too, because Mm. um, when you buy the cookbooks and people go, oh, this looks amazing. Let's cook this tonight, but it's out of season. And so when you go to buy those products, they're double the price. (laughs) Exactly. So it's good to keep an idea on the Coles magazines of what's actually in season. Because what's on special is usually what's in season when it comes to fruit and veg. Mm, Yeah. And that's, like I said, that's where I'm usually looking for specials because that can make a huge difference to the cost of your groceries if you're buying fruit and veggies that are out of season. Mm. With fruit and veg, do you do the odd bunch or the odd picks, those baskets? Yes, I love them. That's my first stop when I walk into Woolies or Coles is looking for the ugly fruit <laughs> and vegetables. So <laughs> what, are you, what are you find, using with? What kind of oh, recipes everything. do you use with? I mean, I, I find, to be honest, the particularly like the lemons are usually so much cheaper in, mm. in the ugly fruit. Um, we buy the two kilo apples 
which are about 30% cheaper generally. Mm. Uh, the, the cucumbers, the zucchinis, there's so many of them. And it does also, it can be seasonal, but I find generally speaking, you're saving 30 to 50% on the prices of the non-ugly fruit and the quality taste-wise is exactly mm. the same to me. Mm. I heard from one farmer that they're actually fresher because once they've gone through that filter, they just bag them up and go straight to the store. Whereas all that, the other fruit sits in the warehouse for weeks. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. That's great to hear. What about when that temptation comes, it's to go get takeaway. You know, it's been a long day. You think, oh, I don't want to cook dinner tonight. You know, let's just go get KFC or something tonight. Oh, so how okay. do you combat that, especially if you're all teenagers? Right. Okay. Can I tell you, honestly, this has been me for the last week. I feel like I'm I'm suffering from end of year fatigue. <laughs> it's been a oh, really big year. <laughs> and I have been so tempted. What I do in that case is I have a list of meals that are I guess, convenience type meals that I can pick Mm. up at the supermarket. So even if say I haven't planned or for some reason I haven't been able to stick to my plan, there are meals that I can get that they're not $10 meals, but they will cost under $20 for me to throw together for four of us and will take less than 15 minutes to to make. So for instance, that's that's quicker than takeaway food because by the time you order your KFC and you've spent 80 bucks and you've waited 20 minutes for the meal because it's a Friday night and everyone else is doing the same thing. Exactly. Sometimes takeaway food is not actually the quickest. (laughs) No, it's not. And all the meals that we do make are generally fairly healthy. They're using, you know, pre-marinated meat. So you're not having to do Mm. that marination process. It's, you know, I think last night we had those beef koftas on the stick from Coles. We did a really quick salad that took five minutes to throw together and some couscous, which is essentially just you're pouring Mm. boiling water over it and leaving it. So everything was ready in 15 minutes and we had a really nutritious meal on the table. And I think the cost was around $15 or just over that. So there are plenty of great options. And if you've got a list of them that you can go to instead of succumbing to Uber Eats, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's always going to be more friendly on your wallet. I love that. And just yeah. healthier food. And again, you can cook it really quick, mm. put on some music, break out some card games, and you got a great night in with the family. Exactly. Awesome. And and none of that um, guilt that you get sometimes. From- yes. When you, when you finish the takeaway meal and everyone's tired and you look at each other and you go, oh my gosh, did we just spend $100 on nothing? <laughs> exactly. Just to feel like a little bit sick at the end yeah. of it. <laughs> Switching to breakfast, Mm. it's another area where it can just gobble up our money because more and more people are jumping in the car and grabbing takeaway wraps, Mm. uh, you know, on the go with their coffee on the way to work, or maybe if they're commuting into the city or something like that. Um, It's so easy just to spend even $15, $20 a day just on like a brekkie wrap and coffee. Or if you sit down at a cafe and order eggs, Benny, then that's going to be like $30. So our money can quickly go to breakfast as well. What are some tips around brekkie? Uh, for me, I just find brekkie is something nutritious. It's bland. It's quick. You know, it's let's go. You know, the only interesting thing is the coffee probably. <laughs> how do you approach? <laughs> I'm with you, you on the coffee. Breakfast? I'm with you on the coffee. Uh, we do keep weekday breakfast pretty simple. So my kids are old enough now that they can make their own breakfast, which is fantastic. So you know, it's cereal, it's toast. If I'm feeling particularly energetic, I might fry up some eggs for them to have on the toast Mm. just for some extra protein. But we're not doing anything crazy for breakfast and we're certainly not spending much money during the week. 
So weekend breakfasts are a different story. So if we're all at home, I generally will cook a hot breakfast. So whether that's something sweet or something savory, we'll do a like a cafe style breakfast, maybe some like bagels with, uh, you know, eggs and bacon and we'll do some spinach or we'll do corn fritters with chorizo or, and poached eggs mm. or, you know, something that's a little bit fancy. But even with all of that, I'm finding it usually costs me $2.50 or less per serve, which... Mm so much better than going to a cafe and you know we can easily spend a hundred dollars on breakfast if the four of us will go to a to a cafe and get food Mm. and drinks yeah do you uh grow any veggies or herbs or anything like that at your home in pots i do and i think that's one of the areas that i really save a lot of money because i love Mm. using fresh herbs in my cooking and having them there accessible at home and growing, whether I grow them from seed or from a little seedling punnet, you're spending $3 to $4 per sleeve of herbs if you're buying them in the grocery store or at a fruit shop. Mm. It's going to cost you a tiny portion of that to grow it, and you've got Mm. a much larger harvest to then take from. And I think regardless of whether you're in an apartment or a house or whether you can have a veggie patch, there's so many different ways to grow. Yeah, even just a small pot by the kitchen window with a bit of sunlight. Exactly. Can grow some Thai, some basil. We've got chives continually growing. I can't get rid of them. They just keep popping up. (laughs) That's (laughs) fantastic. I actually grow basil in water as well on my windowsill. So you don't even need soil. There are so many different ways. We've got little hydroponic setups in the house. So they're great for people. You know, there's no excuse. If you don't have light, you can still grow. If you don't have a garden, you can still grow. And it really does save a lot of money. After the break, Chelsea shares her top favourite budget recipes. What are some of your go-to or favorite budget recipes for the family? Oh, okay. So two recipes that we'd make quite regularly that I know I can have on the table in under 30 minutes and are quite cheap are the Korean beef balls that I make, Mm. which are essentially just beef mints, which is marinated in a beautiful sauce. You've got rice and whatever salad toppings you want on top of that really healthy takes yeah about 25 minutes to throw together and it's one of my kids favorite meals and we'll even put a little fried egg on top for some extra protein it also looks really pretty which for me the way food looks is really important I love color in my food um we also do a really quick and easy chorizo and spinach pasta which you can usually get most of the ingredients uh for around that $10 mark at the supermarket. Mm. It's one of those ones you can run in, grab everything, run out, throw it together. And again, it's ready in under half an hour. Um, grab a bit of feta from the deli, sprinkle it on top, and you've got a really delicious meal for four people. I love that about the feta because sometimes you talk about food waste before. Sometimes we can go out and we just need a little bit of an ingredient. So we go out and mm. buy a whole packet of feta and then we use a quarter of it. Then it sits in the fridge for two weeks and then we throw it out. <laughs> but yeah. if you go to the deli, you can actually ask them to just to cut up a little slice of what you need and only yeah. pay for the bit that you need. And the same thing with the herbs as well. So I love yeah. that. 
Yeah, I've seen that recipe right. on your Facebook group. It looks delicious. There's also a lot of Thai Thai curries on on the Facebook page. So tell us about that. I, I love Thai curries and just for how versatile they are as well, because it's a great way to use up extra veg. You know, you've always got those veggies that are mm. sitting in the back of the crisper, you know, that half a zucchini that, you know, if you leave it, it's going to turn to mush and you're going to have a huge mess to clean out or, you know, that couple of carrots or that half a capsicum. So Thai curries are fantastic. I buy the little maizri tins from either Woolies or you can get them uh, through Amazon Prime. They're only just over $2, I think about $2.10. You can get the red curry, the green curry, the masaman. They have so much flavor in them. And some of them will even especially the hot ones, the green one in particular, you can get eight to 10 serves out of that. And don't forget, you can freeze leftover curry paste. So that's a great mm, way. If you've got cool. some leftover, if your family only likes a really mild curry, just freeze the rest in ice cubes or a little bag. But yeah, what you can use any protein, any vegetables, serve it up with rice. And most of them are ready in under 40 minutes, depending on you know the type of protein you're mm. using. So just a really easy, delicious meal. That's so good. Yeah. Where can people find these meals with your community online? Yeah, well, they're on Facebook. So I have two groups on Facebook. I have $10 Meals Australia, which is the group I started first just to share my recipe. So that's more of a food blog. So if you're looking for recipe inspo particular from me, that's where you should go. But then I created a community because I realized that people were really wanting to share their own recipes and they were mm. wanting to ask questions. And so I created the $10 Meals Budget Cooking Community, which has grown in such a short time to over 115,000 people, which is just, just shows you how um, much of, I guess, a hot issue this is for Australians yeah, at definitely. the moment, figuring out how to cook on a budget. And it's a really uh, encouraging, positive community where people share their own recipes with pictures. They'll share things they've bought, ask for help. It's, yeah, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of being part of that and having created that. I love that. Well, we'll put links in the show notes. So make sure you click on that to go join Chelsea's group and be part of that. That's really cool. Chelsea, I'm hungry just talking to you after this episode. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I'm ready to start cooking. Hey, I heard you've got a book deal with a major publisher that's coming out in 2024. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can tell you a little bit about that. This is probably the most exciting thing that's happened for me this year and out of sharing my recipes, it's always been a dream to write a cookbook. I didn't expect that the opportunity would happen this quickly. So it was just, you know, incredible for me and for my family. It's a wonderful opportunity, but I've actually finished writing the book now, which is a huge relief. And also, I guess, a source of pride as well, that this has been um, put together in quite a short amount of time. But yeah, over the book will have over 75 recipes. It's, uh, yeah, just similar to the format um, of what I'm sharing online with really great budget meals and meal plans. And uh, it will be in stores in the first half of next year. Wow. Well, Chelsea, we are so excited for your book to come out. Please come back on the podcast so we can talk about that and share some more recipes. Yeah, I think it's so important what you're doing right now, especially with people wanting to save on their groceries. Reset and get back to a place where we have a plan 
and we're going into the grocery stores to get the ingredients that we need mm. and we're not getting carried away with all the different sales and, and, and marketing. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks a lot for having me, Lucky. And again, you can check out the links to Chelsea's groups in the show notes. Well, thanks as always for listening to Mind Over Money presented by Waymaker. You can head to waymakerfinance.com.au to connect with one of our advocates or mortgage brokers online. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, Lucky. And remember that this podcast is for education purposes only and it's not financial advice.